Fake Horse Racing fans, welcome back to the newest, the hottest, the coolest, the insert adjective of your choice tierist, Sim Horse Racing Podcast. This is the morning line where we forget about the world and talk about fake horses instead. Are we qualified to do this? Not in any way, shape, or form, but we're going to do it anyway. I'm Nini Hunter. And I'm Mary Jade Bess. And we have a special surprise guest for this week six slash derby deep dive podcast everybody welcome back and when i say everybody it's just the two of us <laughs> or the three of us welcome back the steward to the show i'm clapping hey the steward in my room. that's me i have one person clapping for me that's Mira clap. <laughs> sorry no, doesn't care she's like get out oh no <laughs> never anyway we have a derby Did to talk about die? Like, what happened? Why did it go all silent? No, I'm here. I'm so, so, so I Okay, listeners, uh, all three of you, there's, uh, I'm, I'm a complete train wreck right now. I totally uh, beefed this uh, situation and the organization of this, but we're, we're here and we're having fun and that's what matters. Don't you just love an impromptu journey? But yes, we have a, we have a derby. Not a derby, the derby to talk about. You know what I'm realizing looking at this derby is that we do not have the full field here. There are going to be more entries, so that's inconvenient. Laura's, right? Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure, I know Arizona's going, and I'm pretty sure Springsteen's going. So I did not put those in my brain when I made my notes on this. So we're just going to go ahead without them and pretend that they're not here because I can't mentally add them. It's That's okay. But yes, we're here. Uh, talking about the big one, the big the big dance uh, for the roses, the dance for the roses, because that's what they call the derby, um, not the Isn't run. The run, no, <laughs> the, run uh, the, the dance for the roses. Okay, and can then... we do the dance for the roses in the sim? <laughs> and like on Friday night, you guys have to submit videos of yourselves dancing, and that's how I pick the derby winner. I'm here for that. Wait, um... I just realized what that sounded like. I don't get to pick the derby winner. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it could be a like a sim popular vote, but that's also. Like, probably not the move, but it's okay. It's okay. Uh, but yes, uh, this the steward uh, did hit us up saying that she had some spicy uh, podcast derby analysis for us and was wondering if she could come on. And we were like, heck yeah. So uh, tell us about all of that uh, spice. Okay, here is my spice. So uh, that that didn't come out right. <laughs> yes, um, it did. <laughs> So actually, like my favorite horse in the crop is Arizona because he's named Arizona. And I th think that's awesome. But um, he would have to overcome a little bit to win that this race. And I just said I wasn't going to talk about him. So we're going to proceed without him. Um, I've got four or five horses that I'm really watching in this year's Derby. And of course, I'm going to start with Maximus because I think, Nini, you're the one who said that you felt like this might be even better than the horse you won the Derby with. I don't know about that. Like, he turned out to be, like, pretty good at life. But I just really like the way that you've prepped this horse. Um, he's been battle tested, which I think is really important. He has a 99 speed figure, which I think is really important. Not, not that he has to run a 99, but that he's among the fastest in the field. 
Obviously, he's not going to have a problem with the distance, which we often see a lot of horses come into this race who want no further than a mile and three sixteenths. And we don't have a lot of that this year. I see maybe one or two out of the whole field who don't want to go this far. So that's exciting. Excellent job, trainers. Another horse that I wanted to talk about and my actual pick in the Derby this year is Wins Mayhem for Jack Meyer. I know that he lost his prep race and it's been a long time since a horse lost his prep and then won the Derby, but it has been done in the past. I think to look at that, I think you guys should go to the forum and check out the really cool stats that Mayor Jade Vest put up because they're amazing. And <laughs> I, it was so convoluted and so much info that I actually couldn't even read it. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so much stuff. I don't know how she did this. And then I had to close it because it hurt my head because there were a lot of numbers there. Um, Sorry. <laughs> but it was amazing. What a and it's hero. Like the, it was the coolest thing ever. Um, I just, I think that of the people in the sin that haven't won it yet, I think Jack is one that we'd really like to see win. No offense, Nini, but you can't always be a hog and win the Derby. Like, you've already had your turn. So, uh, <laughs> so I, I really like Wins of Mayhem. I've liked him since he was a yearling. So that's who I am picking. Um, Pete Vela, another one who hasn't won the Derby, and I love Knock. He's a store bred in here. He's a Dave Matthews band out of a hold above mare. He's won all of his starts, all five of them, and he did take a barrier trial. He is a multiple grade one winner. He won his prep on week four Monday, which gives him extra rest over these. So even if he doesn't win the Derby, I think he's very dangerous in the other two legs. Um, live tracks for John Exet. A Dave Matthews band out of Be Prepared. This is a little bit of an under-the-radar horse, if you can consider a John Exet horse under the radar. He has run a 96. He's won all of his prep races. Like, no one's talking about this animal that I know of. So I think he's awesome. And before we started recording, you'd also mentioned um, Xander Zone's Best Revenge and how he was one of your top picks and a horse that that you were very interested in seeing how he would do in this race because he's got a really nice pedigree obviously um out of that damn world enough in time produced um am i thinking of this is our year and a lot of other like really nice stakes winners she loves hard i think is one that i seem to remember and i think she was i think i can't remember she won the crap the Baltimore Oaks or whatever but he was really good or yeah <laughs> basically you're just you 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 just really like this horse yeah uh, another thing that you mentioned before the podcast and everybody who is listening tr- uh, fix your ears on this because this is a morning line exclusive going on here Alpha Romeo is not going to run in the Louisville Derby confirmed uh, Emily did share this with us uh, before the podcast we are uh, allowed to say it right now that he is pointing to the um queen's derby rather than the louisville derby you know when you're steven saratoga and you've already won the triple crown and you're like i want to go win the queen's derby instead because you know when you're just that good but uh, kudos to steven for doing that and i believe this also reminds you of something similar that may have happened back in the day so there was a famous incident in year 14, I just looked it up really quick, where um, Loki Dynasty was a heavy, heavy favorite to win the Triple Crown for Brianna McKenzie, who is Canadian. And after he won the Derby, she actually didn't run him in the rest of the legs because she really wanted to win the Canadian Triple Crown, which he ended up doing. And then he 
went on to be the kind of stallion that sired all sorts of champions. So it ended up working out for her. But I do recall that at the time, everyone was like, why are you crazy? Because, you know, it's like very rare that that happens in real life where you wouldn't run the derby winner in the second leg. But you know what? Boom. She does what she wants. Man, that's like the Sim spend a buck right there. Exactly. Thank you for coming with that. Because I was like, you know, that year that that happened, with that horse's <laughs> name, I'm completely blanking on. That's the one. That's yeah. the one. <clears throat> yeah. I feel like y'all are not prepared for this. I'm sorry. No, I'm We're trying. Totally to... prepared. I'm super. You know, this preparation is the soul of preparedness. That's what um, my mother would always tell me. What? <laughs> we're always we're always prepared on this podcast. Always, every single time, we never wing it. Everything is completely rehearsed. We just like to present the facade of um. Our voice, our doing. podcast recording bot doesn't randomly go offline while we're in the middle of talking. Nope. Yeah, that's a thing that just happened. <laughs> Truly. Um, peek yes. behind the curtain. Everybody's going to be listening to this like a fully edited podcast and they're going to be like, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, with uh, on the on freaking I should, oof, I, why, do, <laughs> why doesn't my why doesn't my words work? Why don't my words work? I'm just a mess. On the subject of uh, Alfa Romeo, Alfa Romeo, but my dog Alpha is named Romeo. I'm going to listen, my dog is named Romeo. So when I see that, I just think of my dog. But well, apparently it's Alpha a car. Romeo. It is a car. Yeah, he told me it's a car. So Alpha Romeo, Alpha Romeo. On that subject, Stephen, uh, what a guy! I think he listens to this podcast because he messaged me about it once. Uh, I respect that. I truly like go after what you want to do, live uh, your dream. I totally respect not conforming to tradition in like every. Uh, sense. I know that's like a really intense thing to say, just about skipping a fake horse race, but uh, (laughs) that's really cool. Way to buck tradition, way to do what you want to do. I'm proud of you. I'm totally not saying that because I was scared to run against your horse, but (laughs) (laughs) regardless, uh, I hope he goes on to do everything you want him to do, and best of luck. Okay, I'm just going to start spouting some stats at you. You guys ready? I'm so ready. Okay, so I opened up the Desert World Cup. And we have a field of 10 right now. And I don't think we're missing anyone. And of Meta the crisis. 10... Metacri- well, I mean, is he actually going to enter? <laughs> That's a good call. Yeah. He's going to enter this week, though. And he's yeah. over there. Okay, so we have to assume he's going to enter. So, hold on. So, let's say it's going to be 11 horses. The 11 horses have earned $27.7 million combined. That seems like a lot of money. And they should share. <laughs> That's so much money. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Over eleven horses. Look, guys, I'll do a, I'll do a little math there. That's an average of two point five million dollars a horse. Thanks, calculator. <laughs> yeah, it's. I feel like um, the fields, like in in the last few years, and obviously, I don't have a huge frame of reference, but they're like getting they're kind of crazy with how deep some of them can be, especially in dirt route. Which is honestly good because, like, the Desert World Cup used to be the race that I complained about every year. If you remember, like, between year 25 and 35 or 45, I'd be like, why is this field so bad? Where are all the good horses? Yeah, I don't say that anymore. So So I was looking at the Louisville Oaks and Nini. uh, Nini. Jeez. Okay, I'm going to try again. (laughs) I know know I'm great, but, you know. (laughs) You are pretty great. I don't have the Monopoly just yet. You don't. So I was looking at the Louisville Oaks and 
Nina Olson has won it before. She won it in year 52. She's got When I'm Weary. Um, John Set has won this race five times, which is the most of anyone, save for Eric Nalbone also has five, but he is not entered this year. Louise Bayou actually won it with Corey's Dam, who is Promises Kept, and Corey is in it this year, so that would be a cool little story, I think. Um, obviously, I'm personally partial to baby shark do do because i just want to basically spend the broadcast singing it over and over <laughs> um i think that that would annoy everyone and be amazing chris bobby's won it twice she has a horse in here named see here now and nikki everdeen is trying to win it for the very first time and her filly excelling was a claimer turn freak i want to say she got that kind of jump and oh, she ended up winning the stewards cup Juno fillies last year so and then the horse who ran second to her another one who jumped up and that was deputy dog and i know eric uh talked to me sorry if this is off the record eric but you didn't say it was so um <laughs> she if she wins this race i do believe she is going to the baltimore crown the next week so that would be cool it would be i also think he's in pretty public about about that well i don't know i haven't talked to anybody i've been busy collecting cats okay yeah, like, like <laughs> collecting cats that's that's the way this is the way right. How are you? This is the way I don't watch The Mandalorian. Don't, don't, don't <laughs> I just watched it, so I got it on my mind. <laughs> yeah. I just looked up the name Collecting Cats, and it is not taken. So with a show of eyes, who thinks that I should name a horse Collecting Cats? <laughs> Reserve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I hope that you liked my subpar insight into this year's races. And please expect that any horse I did not mention is going to win by five. I don't know if you guys noticed this, but it felt like to me for the Pegasus and the Saudi Cup races that we had several pretty major upsets with horses that have been knocking on the door. And it's what you said about the fields being really deep these days. Like it's just more likely that a horse is not going to string together a bunch of wins and that they're all going to trade wins these days. So it'll be interesting to see, especially in Dubai, if we have a couple more big upsets. Mm hmm. That'll be fun. I love upsets. Love those upsets. Unless it's like Maximus is leading by two lengths at the eighth pole, and then he gets upset by someone you've never heard of. Truly, that would be a uh, truly, a truly horrible. Buffalo one, two long shots coming home in the stretch to nail Nini's Maximus on the line. I like <laughs> that it. Would, that's like a chaotic timeline that makes me really happy but also kind of breaks me because <laughs> like i genuinely like i have not wanted to win any race more ever like i would not ask the sim gods for anything if ever again if maximus wins this race that's like that very... seems like a lie no i'm <laughs> curious no this, no i'm gonna go on and say again no i i mean it like this horse was named after my dog who got me through a really difficult point in my life when I was a child and I was being bullied and I was like I don't know if I'm ever going to use this reserve name on a horse ever but I just want to have it just in case and then that horse uh, galloped freak and I had just a funny feeling and I'm like well let me just do it and here he is and he's I think maybe he has a kind of a good chance but you never know I think he's the best horse that I've brought to the race but that doesn't mean anything because there are always super talented horses everywhere but yeah I will never ask for anything ever again if he wins this you thought all this together I... was going to be your top horse in that crop, and then he's like, you and me who's both. that? <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad that I didn't mention 
Mars horse. I I kind of meant to. Like, there's just so many horses in here that it's like, what do you say? Like, I didn't mention Chris Bobby's unbeaten horse either. Like, they're just all good, as you know. And Danny Derby's got three in here. I didn't mention any of them. So, as per usual, it's just going to be a crazy tough race to win. It really is. But what I'm a, just I'm going to be here. Juvenile winner either. I didn't. I didn't mention the juvenile winner. That's how tough it is. Yeah, and then you, you got uh, Izzy undefeated one. Races. It's crazy. <laughs> I forgot Izzy has an undefeated one. Yeah. That's bad. I should. Okay, I'm not qualified to talk about this race. Hey, we're not qualified on this podcast, but we do it anyway. So you know, it's perfect. There you go. Also, is Twelve Days of Christmas going to show up? Because he's the only other one that I think of as someone who's not in here. Well, I'm looking him up. I guess I could send his owner a message. He is in Kentucky, so I assume he's running. Let's see yeah. So I know, I know Laura specifically waits for till a couple days to enter, and it always throws off our podcast picks. <laughs> yes, this is a public message to Laura Ferguson. If you're listening, <laughs> uh, please enter your horses. <laughs> our, I think she has, I think she entered Ziggy in um, in Dubai, like really close to when it opened up. That's because so. of the shipping. Oh, okay, um, gotcha. Yeah, so that's why she doesn't enter them because she's got the auto ship on for different days for what kind of like it's I'm probably not supposed to talk about it because I think that's her great secret to winning everything always. But <laughs> I, I just sent Carl a message asking if 12 days is going to run. I assume he's going to run. So him, Springsteen and Arizona are going to be added to the field and that'll bring it to full. And then after that, we might start bumping horses. So yeah, I don't know who else. Uh, I guess I could look at the, the rankings, fighters. but I, I don't know. But yeah. I don't know who else is really like, like also, obviously Alfa Romeo was the one that you're like, you like, cause I thought this field was going to be oversubscribed, but it possibly couldn't be so, but I think it'll be full. It'll be a good time. A fun time. Okay. Well, I love you guys more than the world, but I love DoorDash, which is delivered <laughs> to me right this moment. And I haven't eaten in three days and I'm going to devour this and probably make myself sick. So that's going to happen. That sounds Bye. like so much fun. Have the best time doing that. Thanks. Thanks. See you later. Until next time. Thanks for coming on. I could see the signs. She was fixed to fly. It's always better fought than won For those not afraid to die Uh, thank you so much, Emily, for coming back on. We always uh, love having you here. We love uh, the camaraderie, the company, and, of course, your spicy analysis and takes. So thank you once again for joining us this day. So moving on, uh, now it will be just Mara and myself. I'm sorry to disappoint everyone <laughs> out there. Uh, we had so and- many people just click off this oh, podcast. Yeah, I know. Time for the irrelevant people uh, yeah. to talk. But that's okay. We love it, so we're going to keep talking about it. Because, you know, fake horses are everything. And the biggest thing with fake horses is going to happen a week from today. We are recording week five, day five. Because uh, neither of us have anything better to do on a Friday night. Yeah, no, nothing. Because we're safe people who stay inside during a global pandemic. Correct. Wink, wink. High five from across the continent, literally. Yep. Yep. Um, so... Nini's in a desert and I am I am snowed in. <laughs> oh yeah. 
Y'all didn't click on this to listen to my weather. (laughs) (laughs) I want to listen to your complainer. We do have a derby to talk about. So currently there are 17 entries. We're expecting a few more to come in. You know, uh, 12 Days of Christmas or Xmas, depending on how you want to pronounce it. I like the Christmas variety because Christmas is such a wonderful time of the year. And nobody asked about that either. So I'm going to digress. (laughs) 12 Days of Christmas is probably going to enter for Carl Smythe. And we are also waiting on... Uh, Laura's, Laura Ferguson's, Arizona, and Springsteen. Foo Fighters is a maybe. I'm not sure if Laura's going to enter Foo Fighters, but you never know. We might see Foo Fighters here as well. So if all of those aforementioned horses do enter, there's going to be some bumps. But in the meantime, we're going to talk about all of the horses that we have in the race today. And we'll probably talk about those at the end, right? Just go into yeah. them a bit. Because they're going to be in the field. We need to talk about them. Yeah. And like, we're not giving any picks on this, so... No, we are not. So this is just, you're all about uh, the Derby. I know I have a walking encyclopedia of Derby knowledge at my figurative side in Mara because she is absolutely insane and put together the most cohesive, well-thought-out piece of sim history, probably, ever on the forum. Yes, I sincerely mean that. She worked extremely hard, so she has all of those facts and information at her fingertips. So Mara, anytime you want to interject with anything Mm -hmm. relevant, pardon me, uh, feel free (laughs) to do so. Okay. Let's do this. Okay. So the big dance, the dance for the roses, as I so eloquently put earlier. Uh, A week from today, you know the drill. They're going to go a mile and a quarter on the dirt. We do have a purse bump. Was the purse bump last year or is this the first year? I do that for every big race. it was last year. Last year. So now $3 million, not $2 million. Anybody who won this race for less than $3 million, that's chump change. This is the real money here. Because <laughs> I think it bumped um, in, the, in real life. It bumped after 2019. Like the 2020 Derby was the first time it ran for... Did it? I, I want to say remember. it was the first time in 2019, but we're talking about the fake one. Yes. Basically, the purse bump happened in real life, so it's going to happen in the sim. Yes. But yeah. All right. We're just going to get right into it. Uh, dive deeply into the derby. That's a good um, alliteration for you. Did I say that? That's there an alliteration. Yeah, alliteration. Yes. There we go. <laughs> Figurative language. I don't know what I'm talking about now. Anyway, the first horse is Astro. <laughs> this is a homebred for Danny Derby. He is supremely well-bred by Mr. Awesome out of the royally bred uh, mare work of art by James Dean out of Blame Canada. Uh, this guy is a special one to Danny. He is by Mr. Awesome, who was, of course, named in honor of the late, great, most wonderful Scott Island. Scott Island's favorite baseball team was is the Houston Astros. Uh, so this horse is sort of named in his honor. One of the multiple horses in this race named in Scott's honor. Actually, you know what? Where's Scott Island for Pete Oh, Villa? he's running... Um, oh, God. I, I saw him. That, I was looking today, and I saw where he was entered. He's, he's somewhere... He's not... No. What? No, he's somewhere else. What? I'm going to go check for you. Yeah, I'll go what? check for you. He's Why? Oh, my gosh. Pete, I He's in the St. Louis Derby. Pete, I have words for you. Anyway, would have been one of two named in uh, Scott's honor here, but Scott Island is somewhere else in the St. other Louis one Derby. of the other derbies. Yes, in the St. Louis Derby. We'll probably see him in the in the Long Island Classic down the road. Hope he does uh, something amazing with himself. <clears throat> but anyway, Astro coming in here won his first two starts impressively. 
with one of the fastest feed figures on debut by four with a 99. Then he beat a nice group in the Cape Stakes, did kind of run an abysmal seventh in the Stewart's Cup Juvenile behind some nice ones, but also in front of some nice ones before Mm -hmm. uh, moving forward. He did win the Rising Star Stakes in his first race of the year, was last seen finishing third in the New York, New York Stakes behind Springsteen and Winds of Mayhem. What are your thoughts? Uh, this horse, um, I know M's made a point about talking about, um, horses that have been battle tested coming into the Derby. And I think that this horse is, uh, pretty battle tested, obviously goes into the Stewart's Cup Juvenile and wasn't great, but he was last through half that race and closers have a hell of a time, especially in large fields. Cause they have to go through so many horses and that's just like, that happens in real life too. Um, so I don't think that this, I think the seventh might be a little bit deceiving. Um, Cause you look at his, you look at his uh, running line too. He's hung. And if you don't, obviously that's really, that's going to sound really awful. But if you don't know what <laughs> hung means in terms of a running line, it means that the horse is like super far in the outside and he can't get back in. So um, he basically runs down the stretch really far wide and he's running way further than he has to um basically blowing the corner so you lose a ton of ground that way so yeah i think that seventh is a little bit deceiving um also the new york new york was really like that's a good race let's a 93 is faster than some horses in this field have run when they won their preps so um, and he's going up against two horses that, like, Winds of Mayhem is top contender in my eyes. So, oh, yeah. yeah, I, and obviously there's no question on the distance here. I think he'll be a little bit more suited to a Long Island Classic type of distance. Um, but that's just me. I think I agree with you on that one. What a pedigree on this mm-hmm. one. But I think that pedigree more leans towards uh, some marathon type races. Regardless, what a nice animal. Yes. And speaking of nice pedigrees, something that a horse that uh, we talked about previously, Best Revenge for Xander's own. Um, This one is a half to This Is Our Year and She Loves Hard by Dave Matthews Band. So this horse, he starts off in a Nominators of Two wins that. Uh, Wins a, um, in that Nominators of Two, he beat Words, 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 who is in this race, the Derby. And then he wins a, Sponsored stakes and beat Scott Island. He was fourth in the Stewards Cup Juvenile, which, like, I'm writing my Louisville Derby preview article right now, and I I didn't realize how nice that horse, like, how good that run was, because you look at how far he was just over a length back from the win. Um, then he comes back. He is soundly beaten by Alpha Romeo, but then. He beats one of the top contenders that I know Nini was <laughs> not really keen on in the Kentucky Blue in uh, Twelve Days of Christmas, and that's why she moved him. Sorry, Nini, if you, that's a trade secret. Oh, it's not. Uh, okay, I think the phrasing on that was a little odd. I was going to run Maximus against. I had Maximus in the Kentucky Blue, and then I saw Twelve Days of Christmas Center, and I was like, nope. Yeah, and yeah, I yeah. Ran away. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and then he in that field he beat obviously. 12 Days of Christmas, and he beat another horse that's in this field in Tim Curtin. I don't know how you... Is that how you say that? Um, Tim Curtin? Maybe. 
Okay, yeah. But this horse, he's run a 99, and, and he's he's pretty speedy. And obviously, um, he can get away from Alfa Romeo now, because he's not running. So, those are my thoughts on him. still crazy just to think that Alfa Romeo is not running. Would have been favored, I think, in this yeah. race. Crazy. Yeah, for sure. Wild. Anyway, the next one we got in here is a homebred for Polk Buffalo. His name encapsulates me both several years ago in my not-so-heyday, but also still sort of I have a kinship with now. This is Emo Guy. <laughs> um, yeah, he's uh, by Night Eyes out of a Mana Mystery Mirror, homebred for Polk Buffalo. Uh, lost on debut behind uh, Live Tracks. He did finish fourth in that. Bounced back to win. Uh, right after that, before finishing third in Inglewood Futurity behind Knock and Glad Life, he then came back to finish second behind Live Tracks again in the Border Derby, running a really good 95. And I think he prepped really well uh, for this in the Panama Derby. Uh, week four, day one, he won that by two and three-quarter lengths with a 92. All right, pardon me. Low-key, I think this is, like, a so-far-under-the-radar horse. Like, this is one of those, like, long shot types that looks really good low-key like nobody's gonna talk about this horse i've never heard anybody talk about emo guy but i really like his two preps on the year like 95 a neck behind live tracks and then beats a weaker field in the panama derby coming in i'm not saying he's gonna win i'm just saying that i don't think he's gonna do poorly i think he could do pretty well but that's just me yeah also um anybody also, who's listened this to this listening. pod hmm? sorry pull can sure your horse if you're listening oh yeah get that insurance going um, anybody who's listened to this podcast knows that my, like, the songs that are used are my music taste, <laughs> which also lines up with this guy's name. So, guy. <laughs> yeah, dude, I've been listening to it. so much, much pop punk recently, and I am living for it. Yeah, that's basically all I have to say. But I also, I, yeah, this horse in, in his three-year-old year has done really nothing wrong. Losing the live tracks is not, um... Not a, a knock in any way. Oh, yeah. And he, with a good number. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess we'll move on to the next horse, which is Chris Bobby's homebred Empty Spaces. This horse is by her stallion Gladiator out of All Good, who is a half-brother to I'll Let You Know. So she's out of the Great Mare Goodwill. And All Good was a champion in her own right. She, she hasn't really produced a lot where you think that's a really like a top level producer um so this is really the first horse out of her that's really done well and he's currently undefeated never run worse than an 88 and that was in his prep he turned aside kobe in the sunshine park derby he's a multiple grade one stakes winner um he's faced a lot of like really great horses so he starts off in the american pharaoh stakes dead heats with arizona he goes to the bubbly. He beats Rebel Bo Volunteer, who used to be entered in this race, but he's going somewhere else now. I want to say he's in Panama. And then Hidden Happiness, who's also um, here. Uh, then in the R Lions Reel, he goes with Springsteen, edges him out by a nose, also defeats Scott Island in that. Um, and then in, in uh, the Sunshine Park Derby, he beats Kobe and Foo Fighters, who were uh, two of the top contenders i would want to say well not not so much foo fighters kobe definitely uh foo fighters i think is one of like still obviously yeah way. obviously one that i think laura was pointing for the derby but i don't think he's going to enter um so yeah i this guy um 
I would not be surprised if he's the favorite for this. Even though he's not, he hasn't run very well, he's run against some really nice horses in every single one of his races, and he's come on top in both of them. If you count the American Pharaoh as a win, which because it technically is, he's never had a horse finish ahead of him, basically. Okay, so I really like this guy, and it's undisputable that he's, like, super good. But if I could take one knock against him, it's not even so much as a knock as it is, like, a soft wrap on a wooden door. It's that uh, he his best speed figure is a 93, but I believe we have some points to raise about that regarding history and whatnot in the Derby. The slowest Derby um, since, like, we kind of came into the modern speed figure era, so, like... When they're when they're routinely running nineties, kind of like the Heart of the Storm era, that's kind of mm-hmm. when you stop seeing eighties. The slowest one was uh, that Voodoo Yudu with a ninety. That was like the the highest speed figure he'd ever run before the Derby. I think he ran. Let me. I think he. I want to say in his prep he ran a ninety one. He might have won ran two ninety ones back to back. Okay, so like not. But basically, yeah. So I remember that that broadcast actually very clearly and i remember emily going like this field you don't look at them and you think this is our year was a little more precocious but like yeah okay so that voodoo you do i have now found his page he his best figure were two 91s that's crazy that would have been an automatic like stand against for me so shows me right i still maintain that he won the pacific coast highway and then he won the new york new york i still maintain that position just like a knock, a slight knock, like a small rap rather than a knock, like a rap against a wooden door um, for spaces. <laughs> We're talking about this a lot. Anyway, TLDR uh, makes me more trepidatious, but is still uh, worthy of favoritism should it fall upon him. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. The next horse, one of my favorite horses just ever in the sim. Uh, very me sentimental. Too. Yeah, very sentimental to the both of us. This is Faded Memory. Uh, a homebred for my wonderful, wonderful co-host and dear, dear friend, Mara Jade Vess. He is by Giant, out of the Can We Be Together Mare, Father Can I. He is four for five lifetime. He has never been worse than second. I think a lot of people are well-versed in the story at this point. He was an allowance galloper that Mara stuck in a $15,000 claimer to try and get an easy win first out, because who is claiming Colt for $15,000, right? And then got a screaming message from Tim Matthews telling her to look at the result, and he had popped out a 96 speed figure extremely fast. Uh, came back after that with a really good second behind favorite memory, faded behind faded memory, behind Arizona, did finish ahead of 100 Acre Wood in the Thriller Stakes, major brownie points for that easy win in the Greenspan, easy win in the I'll Have Another, was last seen winning the Oyster Bay with an 89 speed figure, the running line under mild drive. So you know he's got plenty left in the tank. I think you were, you've been selling him short to me a little while. I think that he comes in really well prepped. I knew immediately that you were going to place him in spots where you knew he could win. He clearly had a lot left in the tank after that Oyster Bay Stakes win. Was it against the best competition in the world? No, it wasn't. Like, we don't, we like, it's true. But he does have a really good race against Arizona and 100 Acre Wood. As a two-year-old, he's shown that he's very capable. And I looked before this, before this podcast, I looked at the race. And he's, his best feed figure has won a 96, 
was with a 96, and that is as fast or faster than 10 horses, more than half of the field. So he's here, he's a good horse, he's a contender, and he belongs. One other thing that I want to say, so um, when he won the All Have Another, I was like fully expecting him to win that because like the horses that were in there were not world beaters. And then I saw that he... Like his other races, he's been more than a length in front of pe- of other horses. But then this one, it was like three quarters of a length. I'm like, oh my god, that was- horse was a five hundred dollar claimer last out. What are you doing? And then I checked, and that horse that ran second to him, Endless Brilliantly, came out of the I'll have another and won a Grade Three. <laughs> so then I'm like, oh, that flatters him a little bit. Um, there you go. Yeah, and the horses he beat in the Oyster Bay look like they're going to other stakes too. So possibly could be flattered a little more i don't know he's just he hasn't shown that speed that he had in the night like with the 96 in his debut so i'm really hoping that he can like get his button gear a little bit more but it's we'll there see. it's in there somewhere yeah it he's, is uh love this horse love you the best oh Can't wait. and he gets a three-week break for the first time in his career so we'll see if that if that helps him out Okay, another one after we just talked about my horse. First time I'm in the Derby, I am like hyped AF. <laughs> oh yeah, you should be. It's a great it's a great thing. I'm super I'm gonna excited. apologize for everybody in the chat next next week. I will probably be totally greased. Like a hundred percent. So oh god, I might need my stomach pumped. <laughs> Whatever. I don't even get that drunk for my real life horses. Okay, we're gonna move on now. <laughs> yes, let's not incriminate ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Okay, next up we have uh, Izzy Rafferty's homebred geologist. This guy is five for five by Dragonfly out of a heart, the heart of the storm mare Topaz. This guy won the two year old marathon, which I am all in on as a prep. Um, he is another horse though that has not. Like, he's so consistent. Fastest was a 94, lowest was a 90. The thing that kind of puts me off of him, even though he's he's beaten a lot of great horses, like he beat Arizona, he beat Words, 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 who's in this field. You Are Everything is a really nice horse too. He has been taken to the wire in his last four starts. So he's got a lot of heart. But I have to think that that is that going all out for four straight races and he's Coming in off two weeks of rest, and all of those races were back to back to back to back, two weeks, like two weeks spacing. I gotta think that maybe he is not a hundred percent in on this race. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I didn't even realize that he went 14, 16, 2, 4. Yeah, so 12 day one, so it was two and a half weeks into two weeks into two weeks into two weeks into the derby. Yeah, so. Really nice horse, obviously. He's in my Triple Crown trail, but I just... Going to the... Like, yeah, you just... I don't know how much he has left in the tank for this race, is basically what I'm saying. At least you know the screws are tight. Yes, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's he's ready, and he's ready to go. He is ready to go. Might be a little tired, but he's ready, ready to go. Yeah, and very consistent. He doesn't seem to bounce very often, too, coming back on those two weeks of races, so... Yeah, those speed figures are really consistent. Basically, I'm going to fence it on him. I'm not going to be surprised if he throws in a clunker. I also wouldn't be surprised if he actually won this. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is a nice one. Yeah. 
really, really nice one. I think he's going to do good things for Izzy uh, down the line, replacing that uh, parts unknown shaped hole in her barn, perhaps. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Next up, uh, this is another really nice one, and I feel like nobody just talked about this one. This is Hidden Happiness for Tratsphere Peru. Uh, was bred by Lucas Davenport. This is a cult by Happy This Way out of the Spectre Mare Keep Hidden. Uh, f- has a nice female family going back to Babe Ruth really nice uh, mare that Laura Ferguson had back in the day. Uh, this guy won on debut with a 91, and then he won the Awake As I Am over a legendary icon, icon and uh, Dios before uh, finishing third in the bubbly behind uh, Empty Spaces, who we've talked about, and Rebel Volunteer, who we've also mentioned. So he's been in good company, and then he was able to get fifth, get the money, in the Stewart's Cup Juvenile after pressing the pace. And I recall uh, very vividly Emily saying that maybe Kobe went a little too fast, and that's what set it up for Wonderful Saint to come from absolutely the clouds. I mean, besides the fact that Wonderful Saint is a really, really nice animal, that also benefited him in that race. And who was right there pressing Kobe the entire time? Hidden Happiness. So, making a case uh, for the long shot here. Uh, I like this guy. I think he is quite good. He did come in... uh, after that, he went three weeks into the battle cry, won that over a couple of horses who are not uh, in this race, though. So uh, make of make of that what you will. Might be one of the weaker wa- weaker races on uh, the Triple Crown Trail thus far, but I think he has it in him. I think that Stewart's Cup Juvenile was really flattering. This one has a lot of upside, I believe. Mm-hmm. I like him. He's a good boy. Yeah. I like his headshot. He does have a very pretty headshot. And he's earned 200 grand even, which is very satisfying. (laughs) Okay, next up, we're going to go with another one of Danny's horses, and that's 100 Acre Wood. This one is royally bred um, by Gladiator out of Bella Note, who was super good. Um, She was one of the few where I... When I started actually paying attention to the sim, paying attention to races, her, her name was one of the ones that I followed like from when she started. Um, obviously, she's out of Wish Upon a Star. Yes. Um, so, yeah. Massive amount of back class, all that stuff. He, um, I don't know if um, Danny was necessarily thrilled with his maiden score because he only ran an 86. Um, and then he was behind my guy in the thriller for third. Since then, he's been really good. Danny kind of hit the reset button on him and ran him week one in the end result. He won that by uh, three quarters of a length. And then he came back in the Buccaneer Derby two weeks later and won that with a 91. So, uh, yeah, this guy, I want to say he was like the third stringer behind Astro and Kobe, most likely. Um, And he's done really well for himself had the best three-year-old season of any of danny's three-year-olds going for the derby so yeah he's to have a third stringer that wins their two derby preps i wonder what it's like to be danny (laughs) we can only imagine but yeah i think this is going to be a really good long island classic horse like sneaky yeah sneaky well he's got the got the got the way to or yeah he's got the um the sire line to do it yeah, definitely. The, the I, I want to say uh, Bella Note really like. Yeah, she won it two miles. Yeah. Okie dokie, Smokey. <laughs> Next up, <laughs> what? Nothing. What? <laughs> Nothing. Okay. 
<laughs> okay, no, I'm just gonna randomly. This is so out of left field. Okay, so um, I'm so confused. I don't know where you're going with this. <laughs> All right, no, I have DM'd you this multiple times. Oh, basically, so Smokey the Bear, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This is just so ridiculous. I can't believe this came into my head. So the last two years, I've driven Highway 1 to get to Vancouver. And there's this campground outside of this town called Revelstoke um, in BC. And it's called Smokey the Bear Campground. And there's a 30-foot statue of Smokey the Bear outside. And the first time that I saw it, I screamed because it was so creepy looking. Just Google Smokey the Bear highway one and image search it and you'll see the statue it is like a methed out smoky the bear so when you said okie dokie smoky i had war flashbacks to that face war flashback. <laughs> maybe i'll post i'll like post it in the thread um uh, when we when we publish this episode <laughs> just no context leave it in yeah. there for people and then they'll until they discover the easter egg in the episode sounds good yeah. what a plan uh, Anyway, next we have more horses. To we go. have more horses, and we're like, how we have a lot more. Uh, next is Japanese Majesty for Glenn Escobar. This is a steward bread. Is this the first steward bread that we preview? Yes. Yes. It is. I don't know when my voice made that turn. This is one of three steward breads entered in the race at this point. Uh, this guy is four for five lifetime. He's by Phoenix Argyle out of uh, Pepper by Crusader. I know. Uh, the steward is a huge uh, lover of the damn Pepper. I think that horse is named after her cat. Uh, he won on debut with a nice 90 week 11 of last year. Then he picked up a sponsored grade three win in the Warsaw Derby, uh, which was sponsored by Glenn Escobar before going and winning the Christmas Cup. After that, he did win the George Washington Stakes down in uh, Puerto Rico before finishing second behind Blue Blue Eyes, uh, another one, a stablemate of his. Uh, last out in the Polish Gold Cup. More of an unconventional path to the mm -hmm. Derby. Like, it's been a minute. I don't know if... I actually don't know. Is Has there ever been a horse that prepped uh, in a different country that came over and won the Derby? Uh, and well, technically, um, Man in Motion prepped in the Bahamas. The but Bahamas. that was a maiden win in as a two-year-old. Yeah. So but otherwise... Um, keep talking, really and I'll go okay, look. Okay, yeah. Okay, <laughs> thank you. Um, Heart of the Storm prepped in Japan. Okay. And Forward prepped in Brazil. Okay, and but those were like their two. But those were their two. I I remember uh, the Japan race for Heart of the Storm was the Dirt Route Men, and then the Brazil race for Forward was the Week Ten Day One race. So yeah. No, so no nobody in correct. Yes. Okay. Um, specific. What What was the race that that um, Japanese matters? Sorry, I'm in another tab. What was the race that he ran in in Puerto Rico? Uh, it, the Christmas Cup as a two-year-old, that's a, a big one for kind of horses that don't go to the the Stewart's Cup. And then he, in the George Washington Stakes, this guy is going to, I think it's safe to say, I think this guy is going to be the first horse that is coming in here, prepping almost entirely in uh, different countries. That's yeah, something that's never much. been done. Yeah, never been done. Uh, Glenn going for it here uh, with this one. Uh, more unconventional. Uh, speed figures have been pretty, like... Okay, he ran a 90 and then an 85 and then a 91 and then a 90 and an 82. Uh, like, like bouncing, but bouncing on a pattern. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I think he, yeah. he can come back in with a solid uh, effort, like the kind of efforts that he would run with those 90s. But 
it's going to be tough in a field like this. Goes for all of them. It's always tough. Uh, so coming here, uh, racing against history, regardless, a very nice horse. I think uh, Glenn's been doing him a disservice by hiding him in the other countries. I mean, I get it. Like you want to preserve uh, your record, uh, but I think. But being nice battle ride. tested. Battle tested. You're right. Um, he did. He is coming in off of a loss. So I don't know how battle tested uh, that is, but no uh, wins against any of the horses in this field, except Tur- Tim Curtin. Tim Curtin. <laughs> Tim Curtin, who has entered. Um, yes. yes. Japanese Majesty, a nice horse looking to buck some trends here. Next up, we have the lightly raced Kobe. This is Danny's third horse in the field by Dancer out of Never Sleep Again, who is from the same female line as Kingdom Come, I want to say. Yes, that is Kingdom yes. Come's little sister. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he comes in. He was, I want to say he was pretty close to being a favorite in the Stewart's Cup Juvenile, if not was the favorite, but, or I guess Alfa Romeo might have been the favorite. I don't remember. Um, he finished a pretty respectable third, I would say. Um, only a length back of the win after he set really fast fractions. Um, then he comes back after three weeks and he loses his only prep after he gets caught up in a speed duel with, uh, what did he duel with? Business Time, who finished fourth in that race. So I think this guy, like, you know, sometimes you see front runners, and um, we've talked about this when Em's been on the podcast about horses that have a lot of heart and horses that don't. So some front runners you'll see, I don't really want to, say names because I don't want to offend people, but there are certain front runners um, that recently have been running in grade one races and they can get the lead. And then as soon as they relinquish the lead, they are going backwards so fast and they are finishing pretty far back. But Kobe stuck around for third. And after getting in that speed duel in uh, the Sunshine Park Derby, he stuck around for second. So I think this guy does have a lot of heart. and he has a running style that really the derby really favors and something that i do want to kind of put out there there are so many horses that are going to be coming from off the pace right now the 17 entered four of them are front runners and the rest want to be coming from off of it and a lot of them want to be coming from far off of it like they are deep deep closers next up we got another one of the horses that m mentioned earlier on the show this is live tracks a really nice one uh, homebred for John Exet, another one by Dave Matthews Ben, out of the Be Prepared Mare Amaze Me, really nice guy so he came out and won on debut with an 85 you know, not like super quick or not really like all that quick like 85 is like, you know, respectable but it's not like Zoom, you know and then zoom. he lost, yeah, Zoom and then he lost an on-winners of two uh, to Polaroid Memories a very well-named horse, I really like that name then uh, John Exet is like, I'm going to run this horse in the Louisiana jackpot. And then he wins with a 96 by a head over Scott Island, uh, who Pete loves and I love and a lot of people love. And Leto for Stormy Peak, who uh, she has, that's a horse that she's campaigned uh, rather ambitiously. But he's like been around in stakes races. He's not like finishing dead last or anything like he's present. He's not winning, but he's very present in them. So Live Tracks beats a, a good field there. And then he comes back at week two, day one. Uh, in the border derby versus emo guy wins with a 96 again uh, by a neck over him but in his final prep before the derby uh he wins the albuquerque park derby uh but it's only with an 84 so he regresses hard in his final prep 
even though with that regression, like, that's kind of, like, strange uh, to me. Like, maybe he had turned a new leaf and was going to be running in the 90s a lot. But he, not that he went backwards. I mean, his speed figure went backwards. I think it was still a good prep regardless. Like, probably very workmanlike of him. But, you know, it's just, it's interesting to see a 12-point drop there. I don't know if it bothers me that much because he did uh, run an 83 as a two-year-old and then jumped up to an 86. So he's got that history of uh, bouncing back up again. But I really, really like this horse. I think he uh, has uh, the talent to do so, winning with the 96, showing that he is definitely among the fastest of his peers. Just, you know, you have questions after uh, a big drop like that. Mm -hmm. Very nice horse, though. Very, very animal. Yes. Okay. Next, we have the second of our host's horses. This is Maximus for Nini. Um, did you breed the sire and the dam? I did breed the sire and the dam. This is a there meat you go. through and through. Nice. So that's pretty fun. Um, so I'm just going to tell you all a little story about this horse. Um, and it's not the one that Nini told earlier in the podcast and <laughs> has been kind of documented in previous episodes. So this horse, I remember she sent him out in the barrier trial, the first barrier trial, and he was third. And she was like, what the hell? Like, this horse... <laughs> Very good impression of me. Yeah. <laughs> this horse that I, you know, like, basically you were like, maybe he's not as good as I thought he was because, like, you know, just that, like, the time is not, like, time's pretty fast, but you'd think maybe he's not the one, you know? Then he comes back and he wins his second barrier trial and he comes into the maiden ranks and he wins with a 92. And I remember you you messaged me and you're like, I don't know if he's really as fast as I thought he was. Like, yeah, he won by three, but it's a 92 and, and all this stuff. So then he goes in the Persevere, which was stacked. We've talked about that in the Triple Crown Trail episode. Um, and he's second by a head. Then he wins the Empire Maker with a 99. Doesn't really bounce off of that. Comes back and wins the Fountain of Gold over words, words, words. And then he was entered in the Kentucky Blue, um, which is neat. one of Nini's favorite preps because that's where Kingdom Come prepped before he won. And then she, she, messaged, she messaged me and she's like, 12 Days of Christmas shows up, showed up. I don't really want to run against him. So then I'm like, okay. And we broke down the field. And I said, if it was... If it was me, I'd put him in the Southern California Derby because I think that race is going to set up better for him. And it did. So he got his grade one and he won with a 93, which I think is a great number to be coming in on. This horse has never run slower than a 92. I love him so much. I love his, his owner so much. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's basically all I have to say about him. His owner loves you too. Aww. And he's battle tested, very much battle tested. He is. he is. I will say that I really liked the way he prepped and I really liked the figure and more importantly, I really liked the running line on his last win coming in, into this. So, uh, yeah, it is on record. Yeah, I think this one, is... one under mile drive. So, geared down at the wire. Yeah, uh, I, I really like him. I love him a lot. Very, very special. Very personal horse to me. Mm -hmm. Lovely uh, recap. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> you did such a good job with Mem, so... Yes. Okay. We love each other's horses as if they are our own. Yes. Okay. So next up, 
We got Knock for Pete Vela, who really doesn't know how to pronounce his name, <laughs> as I have documented before. Uh, this horse is good, yo. Like, everybody was, like, I know everybody's probably thinking, like, oh, Empty Spaces, Alfa Romeo, if he was running in here. But I feel like he's on everybody's triple crown trail. But I <laughs> Not me, I missed him somehow. <laughs> Somehow. But this guy is so good. This is a steward bred by Dave Matthews Band out of the Hold Above Mare, Someone Like You. He is undefeated, 5 for 5. He is a multiple grade 1 winner already before going to the Derby. He wins his debut, a stakes race in Japan, by 3 and a quarter lengths with a 98. Comes back, wins the California Chrome by a length of a 92. Toys with them in the Inglewood Futurity, winning by a length and a quarter with an easy 88. Comes back to win the Giacomo with a 97 by three and three quarter lengths. Goes to the Hot Springs Derby, Pete's favorite prep. Wins by four and a quarter lengths with a 97. And here he is. Just, he's done everything that Pete has asked of him. I think this is such a good horse. This is, man, it's so crazy. I thought he's right up there in terms of like spatula levels of this is a really, really good horse. And I think this is one of Pete's best derby hopes ever. Yeah, this I think so too. Fine horse. Uh, I'm I'm rooting. Uh, I may be in this race, but I'm rooting for Pete really hard uh, to get his derby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know Pete really likes this horse too. Like, obviously, I, in, I, in an ideal world, he'd like to have Scott Island in here as well, but I think this horse would... I think this horse kind of, you know... Yeah, he's the first trainer. He, yeah, yeah. Do you have thoughts about him running 97-97 in his two preps this year? Um, well, I hope he doesn't do what Live Track is it Live Tracks? Is that who we were talking about who ran really fast and then had a yes. big regression? I hope he doesn't do that because this is not the race to regress really, really hard. Um, also, one interesting thing I want to point out, the last four races that he has run, and he's drawn the two-hole. So that's oh, hey. kind of cool. Um, yeah. And... If we're going to tie it back into um, all of my stats and, and various other things that I spent eight months collecting, uh, the two-hole is one of the more, most successful, um, uh, what am I trying to say here? <laughs> you know, the most successful post positions to be breaking from. Last winner was somebody called Kingdom Come. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's been the, yeah. One of the uh, one only yeah one twice I don't I can't remember what the second horse was but that could be that could be an interesting thing if he draws the two hole it could be I will say uh, Kingdom Come though uh, was a speed horse or more of a speedier horse this guy likes true to come from off the yeah. pace a little more uh, in a field where a lot of them are gonna want to come from off the pace mm-hmm. a little more so. If he did draw the two hole, not gonna be it. again. I hope we're not jinxing him. I'm knocking on wood here. I want this guy <laughs> to get a to get a good post uh, for Pete's sake. Uh, but we'll see how that story unfolds. Yeah. Okay. Next up, we're gonna talk about. I think this guy would probably be the longest shot on the board in this race. Uh, this is mm-hmm. Tim Curtin. Country Cur- House. Curtin. Country House. Yeah. <laughs> this guy. So this guy was bought for ten grand. Um, and Venice saw. Sired. No, that's a girl. Um, Venice was the dam of uh, Tuscany, who I believe ran in the Derby a couple of years ago. I know he's kind of he's he's hung around some of the top races. Um, so yeah, this guy uh, he he's been running against some of like the good horses. Like he ran against Knock in the 
in J- Japan, ran behind war- uh, Japanese Majesty, and then he broke his maiden. Then he was behind Maximus and Sleep Beauty, finished last in the Fountain of Gold, and then he went into the Kentucky Blue Stakes. If another horse were to enter this race past the, like, if this field became oversubscribed, this would be the one that would get bumped first. Um, but yeah, there's. Like I, I I try to hype up people's horses, but yeah, this guy would is probably your longest shot going off at like ninety to one. <laughs> I don't know how high the odds get in the Derby. <laughs> I'm here but, for him to win this. God, that would be insane. <laughs> yeah, Truly. yeah, that's him. All right, going from uh, long shots to short prices. This one's M's pick. This is Winds of Mayhem, a homebred for Jack Meyer. Uh, Jack really loves this horse. I like to keep tabs on um, a lot of the competition whenever I feel like I have a nice up-and-coming horse. And I immediately saw this horse on the works uh, board. And I was like, oh man, Houston, we're going to have a problem <laughs> later on down the line. I vividly <laughs> um, remember one thing seeing him. That I, if we're talking about works, the dam, uh, Forgotten Hopes has a Philly, a two-year-old right now. I I feel like we mentioned this last episode. Oh, yeah. Who is, like, one of the top working of all time. So, yes. Yeah. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yes, Jack does love the dam. He loves this horse. Uh, won his uh, maiden on debut with a 91, and then he finished third behind 12 Days of Christmas and Maximus in that stacked Persevere Stakes ahead of the Stewart's Cubs juvenile winner, Wonderful Saint. He comes back... Uh, goes to Turkey of all places uh, and wins by two with a 93. And I asked Jack, I'm like, oh, do you regret not running in the Stewart's Cup Juvenile considering uh, you finished ahead of the winner? And he is, was like super steadfast in his no, I, I do not regret it because he had his eye on the prize. And then he wins probably the most stacked prep race in a long time in the Pacific Coast Highway Stakes with a 100 speed figure. So uh, this guy's wild. He beat Arizona Wonderful Saint Deputy Dog Uncompagre uh, sorry, Aaron, if I'm not pronouncing that correctly. And Aurorian. Aurorian as well. Yeah, that so, horse, that horse, um, royally bred as well. So and a stakes he, winner. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, royally, royally bred and a stakes winner. So, Wins of Mayhem beats a stacked field in that race, and then he goes to the New York New York Stakes, and he does not bounce to the moon. He finishes second behind Springsteen with a 95 and ahead of Astro, and uh, had a garbage start. Went to his knees. Oh man, yeah. So makes you makes you think. Oh, this mm-hmm. guy was in second place around uh, the track in that one. Where was he in the Pacific Coast? Hi- okay, he closed from like mid pack in the Pacific Coast Highway. Yeah, this he... guy's a little more tactical. Okay, yeah, uh, that yeah, makes more me... of a stalker. Kind of... Yeah, this guy is gonna be dangerous. Gonna yeah, be very especially, very dangerous. Especially if there's you know, depending on who's going for the lead, this guy could yeah. Yeah, I think he could be sitting on the perfect trip out of all of the ones in this race. That's who I am going thought. to interrupt this podcast to say that Tim is spamming our <laughs> our <What>? co- podcast uh, <laughs> server <laughs> text channel. <laughs> Tim. <laughs> Why? What an idiot. <laughs> We should just kick people after they come on the podcast back in the server. And then when they ask why, we'll say it was Tim's fault. We're leaving this in. We are. Oh my god. I can't handle this. 
<laughs> okay, go ahead. Oh my gosh, I don't even know what I was. We were saying. talking Anyways, about winds of mayhem. mayhem. Yeah, um, this he frightens me with his uh talent and tactical speed and adaptability. This is a fantastic horse. I see why I'm. Uh, picked him coming in off of the loss, but that's not a big deal at all. I don't think Jack should be uh, perturbed at all about that. This is a stupendous horse. Huge win contender. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm closing Discord. I can't keep looking at, at what Tim is sending us. What if he were to just interrupt us? That'd oh my god, weird. I would scream. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No. We are so off the rails right now. We've gone so okay. off the rails. It's okay. What a day this has been. Oh my podcast. god. We might have to recap this the whole thing at the end. Okay. God. But next up, in a more calm and horse racing focused land, we have Wonderful Saint for Keith Maidlow. Stuart Brad costing just a dollar over 1.8 million by St. Nicholas Day out of Wonderful Dream 2. He was the upset winner of the Stewards Cup Juvenile, obviously. Um, he had prepped for that race in the Persevere Stakes, which was, as we have mentioned before, stacked. Um, he only has two wins to his name, but one of them is a million-dollar race, and he's the only millionaire in this field. Um, the two win- the two races that he's had this year, the Pacific Coast Highway, also stacked, where he closed from last to be third. And in the Southern California Derby, he was last going into the stretch and came up to be second. Um, so... He hasn't run bad by any means, but he he just he can't get it done all the time. You know what I mean? The a lot of these horses that he's been finishing behind are in this race, so he's gonna have to figure out a way to really dig deep and find that extra gear um, and and get by these guys to have a chance. Yeah, I still really, I still really like him though. Is Tim still spam? Tim. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh no. <laughs> I guarantee you he's, he's sitting there right now and he's giggling to himself because he's like, I'm going to listen to the podcast and I'm going to hear exactly when I started sending all these images in the text channel. <laughs> I was going to say that Wonderful Saint is a absolute stone cold closer. So he yeah. might be one of the ones most affected by the pace situation going but on he here. has he's cl- like he was second to last halfway through the race in the juvenile and he split like he passed 11 horses i think 10 horses i can do math R- right <laughs> am yeah. i stupid okay no, you're not. you are brilliant and smart oh, and talented thank, thank god <laughs> god we still I'm have gonna, like, i'm definitely. gonna lose my mind at 10 minutes <laughs> 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 okay no we have to finish this pre- this podcast we're gonna do this Okay, <laughs> but yes, wonderful saint. Um, the record is deceiving. Let's just put it that way. It is truly. That's a, is an, is oh jeez. That is a nice horse. Mm-hmm. Nice is an understatement. Looking at you, Keith Maidlow. Look at you with your dirt routers. <laughs> that was a, that was endearment. That wasn't. I don't know how that came off. But that was supposed to be like way to go coming in here right after. Not right after, but soon. You after. and your dirt routers. You and your routers. He can't come in and he, it, it's like, it's like, it must be great for him. Like he had, as people see me, what was it last year? And now he's here yep. with, the, with this one. So there you go, Keith. Like genuinely, like that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay. We have one more entered in this field. One more. Yes. But we, then we have to go over uh, the Laura horses. Yes, that's true. And 12 days of Christmas. So, all right. So next up is words, words, words. This is a Mike Bryant homebred. He's by Merlin out of a rambling mare called Knuckleball. 
Knuckleball also the dam of some nice ones, including Flag Down and the popular older guy Iron Birds. So Words, Words, Words takes two tries to break his maiden. He does so week 14 of last year, finishing ahead of a nice steward bread called Might Be Giants. He wins the Hurricane Traveler sponsored stakes um, week 16, and then he finishes second and has two preps this year behind Maximus and Geologist. So didn't win his preps, but was second behind some nice horses. Um, he's aiming high here with the Derby, but it's he has it in him. Like it's not like he's never faced this caliber of competition before. And he was second by a nose uh, behind Geologist last out, so took him right to the wire. You gotta have some level of respect for him off of that effort. So next up, we'll start off with the ones that haven't entered yet, but we anticipate to to be entering in the next couple of days. We have Arizona, homebred for Laura Ferguson by Happy This Way out of a Keyboard Courage Mare. This guy, um, he's won twice, multiple stakes winner, and he's been in really tough races. He um, he was in the two-year-old marathon, lost by a nose. He was in the Pacific Coast Highway Stakes, second in that behind Winds of Mayhem, beat Wonderful Saint and Deputy Dog, and everyone else who was in there who were really nice. Then he comes back in the Southern California Derby, and he uh, finishes third behind Maximus and Wonderful Saints. So this guy hasn't won since the Thriller Stakes, where he beat my guy and also um, 100 Acre Wood. Nonetheless, I think he's knocking on the door. Obviously, Emily really likes him. So, um, yeah, I think he's he's a, a big contender for Laura. I don't think he's flying under the radar anymore, even though he's been he doesn't have a win yet this year. But we'll see how he does. All right, next up we have Springsteen. This is a really, really nice one for Laura Ferguson. Bred by John Exett. He's by Dave Matthews Band out of the Doctor Who mare. Good night, kiss. Uh, Springsteen makes his debut uh, week 11 last year in a Don't Mess Stakes, which I think is one of the tells that this is one that Laura thinks really highly of when she debuts him in a stakes. Uh, was second behind You Are Everything in that one. He comes back, wins an allowance week 13. Laura holds him until week one. He finishes second by a nose to empty spaces ahead of Scott Island and a really nice showing in the R Lions real stakes. And then he comes back and sort of upsets the New York, New York states. He beats Winds of Mayhem there and Astro and You Are Everything and Leto. And Leto's like pretty nice. He hasn't won anything, but he's uh, been competitive in stakes races. So Springsteen has a really like good strength of schedule, I think, coming into the Derby. He's kind of was flying under the radar until the New York, New York stakes. He won that with a whopping 98. That's the best speed figure he's ever run. Maybe you're concerned about a bounce factor there, but I think this horse is especially dangerous. Uh, Doctor Who on the dam side does raise a little bit of some question marks there if he wants to go this far, but the dam is a winner at a mile and a quarter. So make of that what you will. I think this is a major, major win contender. Laura, is she going to do it again? Let's find out. This is a good one. I think this horse is No, super, super no live. owner has ever gone back-to-back in the Derby in the Sim. So, yeah. Okay, our last horse that we're going to talk about is 12 Days of Christmas or 12 Days of Xmas. Uh, this guy, um, he is very widely... He's very popular. Um, obviously, the, the Louisville Jockey Club Stakes, I think, I think, was called last year, so everybody heard um, him win that. Um, so... He was undefeated coming into the Kentucky Blue Stakes and was the reason why Nini chickened out of it. <laughs> but he has an excuse for why he didn't win. And it is five words. Fell to knees at start. When you lose by a neck, falling to your knees at the start is enough to make you wonder if that would have gone better for you. So um, 
Yeah, obviously, that's not to take away from Best Revenge. He's a really nice horse. But I'm just saying 12 Days of Christmas had an excuse in that. Nonetheless, very nice horse. Very well bred by Dave Matthews Band out of a Heart of the Storm mare, Night Before Christmas, who is a uh, sister to none other than Skyfall. So, and a bunch of other really nice horses out of Maryland Millions. So, yeah, this horse, uh, this horse has back class. He just needs to enter now. Yeah, he is a really good one. Uh, obviously, gave me the spooks. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh! oh my god! <laughs> Who is it? Him. Oh no! <laughs> I said it to him. Join this. I was gonna scream. Oh no! <laughs> to be I fair, I was talking about. I just I'm panicking. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for everybody's ears. I'm pretty gonna put a normalizer on this one. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I didn't say you could come in here because we were wrapping up, but I thought it'd be really so funny. <laughs> <laughs> I got so scared. Hi, Tim. Are How you are scared? You? What's going on? We're Hi. talking about <laughs> It's week five. What are you? <laughs> <laughs> no swearing. Because we gotta go horse. Oh. We gotta go horse by horse. We gotta give everyone the spotlight, so we'd have a really long podcast week five. You're doing a podcast right now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my bad. You're you're only in the podcast uh, <laughs> server called the Morning Line Podcast. Yeah. Now he's gone. <laughs> oh. oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't even remember what we were talking about. <laughs> We were talking. I was saying that Twelve Days of Christmas obviously gave me the spooks before that happened. Uh, <laughs> what oh, a day we could no. cut that out. <laughs> but I think it'd be really funny if we kept it in. No, we're keeping that in. Okay. <laughs> 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 okay. Oh my god. Okay. Okay. What okay. a way to end. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the Derby guys. <laughs> <laughs> that was the Louisville Derby deep dive week oh, five, day five, a week God. before the race. Wow. My heart is racing. <laughs> for those of you that stuck it out to the very end, who listened from start to finish, I just want to give you... <laughs> God, he's back! <laughs> anyway, for those of you that listened to this from start to finish, the train wreck that is this Derby podcast, uh, thank you so much for... You guys want to play Among Us after this? <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay, <laughs> do it. Alright, see ya. See ya, Tim. Oh my god. All of this is staying in, editor me. Holy god. Okay, I'm gonna tell the story of this. So, we, when we were recording this, okay, everybody, there's like one person listening to this at this point, but still. Basically, this is what happened. We were coordinating, um, this podcast was like, God did not want this podcast to come out, because we were coordinating with them, we were going to record yesterday on Thursday. Something came up. We had to push it to today. Um, then Nini gives Emily the wrong time. <laughs> so she's texting me. I'm dealing with my dogs who are having a freak out. I'm at work. I'm working. Yeah. Which, by the way, Nini works remote. Let's just put it. Let's just. She didn't actually go like under her desk and it's like, I'm recording a podcast for 15 minutes. Um, yeah. So, um, so we did that. Um, then we're recording. We get about eight minutes into recording, I think, and our voice recording bot goes offline, and I lose two minutes of the audio. 
So hopefully y'all don't know when that happened because <laughs> I'm gonna editor me is gonna try and make it look so natural. This it'll it will be seamless. Um, be actors. Yeah. So then that happened, and I'm just sitting here. I edited the audio that we have, and yeah, it's just been a whole thing. Can you hear the ding when someone comes in on the on the recording? I don't know. I don't know. Because then if you don't hear the ding, you're just screaming out of nowhere. I, I know. I might just add it. I might just record yeah, the ding and add it. Yeah, if it doesn't add it, yeah. For Tim, oh, oh goodness. <laughs> what a great... This is my favorite podcast yet. <laughs> this is my favorite one. <sighs> anyway, if you guys stuck through with this to the end, thank you very much. Thank much you appreciated. So much. And to add context, there are very few people... There's, like, no one in this server we have this special server like nobody's in here the only people that have access to the podcast recording server are us two emily the steward and tim so it's not and like technic- technically dylan's still in here too dylan but, as well. but he and is, then uh, our bots the bots are recording bots so it's not like there's a million people running around in here like there is never like casual conversation going on in the morning line server but on this day tim decided to spam guy theory <laughs> <laughs> and make a cameo on the show. So twice what a day. Yes. Anyway, we're gonna go play Among Us with that degenerate. So we'll talk to you guys next week. Most we likely. hope you enjoyed this train wreck of an episode. Really. Yeah. Next week will be uh, Dubai and the rest of the local stuff. Yes. So yeah. Let's go. Anyway, Mail have a good win. Yes, everybody, have a good weekend. See you next week. You want greatness, you want to taste it, you want to be a king You want to make it, don't want to fake it, you want to levitate You want love, want truth, want to feel brand new, you want to do, do, do You got dreams, you got dreams, you got dreams, you got dreams But there's something in between, man, and you're stuck there underneath them So get up!